Well, I mean, there's there's plenty of excuses for not doing the work. Um, but, well, there's plenty of excuses, but but the, the not one legit. the one excuse should be, well, I don't know if I could ever sell the book or find a pub. No, fuck that. Just you do it yourself. I can put it I, out I take, there, man. I take the same approach as, you know, the the DIY punk punk scene or, D, or garage bands. Just that DIY, the music. You know, the, the yeah. bands would do this garage Get bands, it out punk there. bands. Do it yourself. Put the shit out there. Sell it out of the back of your car. Find book your shitty shows in the back of coffee houses and sell your own merch. And that's hopefully that's how it grows. I'm Don Hall, and I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. The Literate Apecast is a production of LiterateApe.com. And the apes would like to advise you that inappropriate language and themes may follow. If you are easily triggered, best to go listen to a public radio podcast. So, man, um... You're working on another book. This is what your fifth. Uh, this will be sixth? my sixth sixth, sixth book. book. Yeah, this is by far the most ambitious of uh, of books because uh, most of my books are either like essay books. There is the one poetry book, you know that kind of thing. Right. Um, and this is actually a. I mean, this is like a book about my year and a half working at the Wild Wild West Casino, Gambling Hall, and Hotel. It's a nonfiction memoir-ish. Kind of. Yeah. yeah it's got it's got it's got a little bit of uh, Vegas history. You know, it sets I'm setting out it's to like memoir three. like Gonzo memoir. Gonzo sort of. memoir. I don't know sure, if that's that's probably a terrible description, but 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 that's basically yeah. the gist of it. Yeah. And it's so it's a it's you know, I mean I am in the uh the second draft, I've, I've, uh, I, I'm pretty sure. I promised myself that I would, you know, I had some folks read it uh, in uh, July, and now August, I've been working on the second draft and fixing all the problems that people pointed out and kind of reorganizing it and adding some material. And now I'm at the point where I'm just kind of like, all right, I've done all that, so now let me reread it. I've got, a, I've got about a week mm-hmm. to reread it and make sure everything's working for me. If I want to add some more stuff, I can add some more stuff, you know, whatever. And then I'm going to send it out to four more people and say, give me give me your thoughts, give me your notes, and then I'll get that. And then in October, I will work on the final and third, the third and final draft. And then I'll start sending it out. And different, different from other books that I've got, most of my books are, well, all of my books are self-published. They're Literate Ape, you know, press. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one I'm going to try to get published outside of Literate Ape because, you know, why not? Yeah. I mean, if ultimately nobody fucking wants it, then I'll just publish it. But yeah. it would be nice to get published uh, by somebody uh, that validates it a little bit. And I yeah, think it's right. the kind of, and I actually think this is the kind of book, I, I'm really focusing on local Las Vegas presses because I think this is that kind of book. I think sure. there's no yeah. other book, I've looked around and there's no other book around that I can find that's anything like it. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, that'll be fun. Yeah, it's tricky because you've, you know, a lot of book publishers are like, well, tell us what books it's similar to. Like, basically, that you do the work for them. Like, this book will sell because here are five other books similar to it that will sell. But, but your book is not. Um, it's well, what, what's the title now? It's uh, it's called like a, Casino, Casino at, at the, the end, end of the World. Yeah. So it's not a um, uh, an, a book that like has never been written before. Like, there's never been a book that talks about casinos or anything. So there is. 
We know there's a market for this. I mean, there's casinos, but there's no books I can find that talk about off-strip casinos very much. Right. That really delve into the history of off-strip casinos. We talk a little bit about that in the book. And in that first-person Gonzo yeah. reporting of you know the of the, the time kind there of and the, that yeah. you meet in this in this uh, in this sort of dive bar strip off strip casino and uh, you know it's you know like I said I don't it, and it's at that point where I don't know if it's any good but it's fun to read so uh, yeah you know well I mean, you know what I mean yeah a good book Wilson is, liked it well if Wilson liked it that's good because uh, Wilson has a good eye for these things. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, good is interesting and, and, or a book of interest and a good book are two different things. Like, I've read yeah. some shitty books that I was interested in. Yeah. Um, I've read some good books that I wasn't that interested in and I just kind of plowed through. But, yeah, I don't think right? this is, yeah. a sh- I don't think this is a shitty book. I, I don't think again, it's a shitty book. I, I, I mean, you've got, you've I, got good narrative structure. There is a yeah. clear storyline that carries you through. Yeah, it's fun to read. Yeah. It's fun to read. You know, and and I, I even though I've been working on it for eight months now, um, I still enjoy reading it. You know what I mean? That's so good. Like that's, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not boring myself after eight months of working on this book. I still find, you know, because I experienced it, it's it's still fun for me to read. So, what is your process for writing? Like, how do you find time in the day? Is do you have to like do you just write when you get a moment you write when it when inspiration strikes or do you sit down like all right from 5 a.m to 6 30 i am punching keys on this book i don't i don't put a, i don't put a time f- like I, I don't we'll put like at this time during the day i'm going to mm-hmm. do this but it's one of the things that and dana and i talked about this is i realized you know it's been kind of creeping up on me is that yeah i may be putting uh the events piece to bed um, in the same way that I put the public teacher piece to bed, the mm-hmm. same way I put the theater producer to bed, uh, the events piece may be done, mainly because I've realized that uh, the kind of events that I like to do and the kind of events that I'm really good at um, aren't really things that happen in Vegas. That's not yeah. the, it's not it's not the same vibe at all. And there's no wonder nobody would hire me for events because I'm not a promoter. I don't yeah. do DJs. You know, I mean, I can, but that's not my thing. Right. And, uh, and one of the things I realized is, all right, I'm 55. So, you know, I mean, maybe I have five years left. Maybe I have 35 years left. Who the fuck knows? But I'm pretty sure like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. What do you do for a living? I'm a writer. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write. And that's, that's what I'm going to do with my time for money. And if that means I starve to death, I feel bad for Dana, but that's the thing. That's the job. (laughs) That's the job I'm going to do for the rest of my life is I am going to be a writer and see if I can make that, uh, you know, make enough money with that. You know, mm-hmm. and and what I like about so so in answer to your question, I'm writing all fucking day. I mean, I'm I've got the I've got the 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 copywriting gig, mm-hmm. which doesn't take up that much time. I'll be honest with you, it's not it's not hard, you know, and it's not di- you know it's not difficult to do. So it doesn't take a whole lot of time to do. So you're not and, expensing a lot of uh, mental energy or that that part of your that creative part of your brain doing the the yeah, the, the main the, the main job. Yeah, the, the 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 I'm getting paid on a regular, you know, on the reg uh, is not required. It does not require a whole lot of my creativity. Right now, the biggest uh, difficulty is sort of balancing what I'm writing for this book versus what I write for Literate Ape, 
versus what I might mm -hmm. write for, because uh, one of the things I've started to do is I'm starting to put together articles that I'm going to pitch to the Atlantic, to New York Times, mm -hmm. uh, Esquire, um, but finding articles that I think are interesting, that I think will fit their thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's that, that's part of the challenge. So that, if there's a challenge I have right now, it's, it's not that I have a lack of creativity or a lack of time for creativity, because I literally am, like today I wrote, I probably, I probably put out ten thousand words today. Wow! Wow! You know, I mean, I'm cranking, I'm cranking words out. You know, and ten thousand new words, not not editing. New words, new words, not editing. New words, yeah. Um, and uh, on a on a, you know, I mean, and granted, today was like, okay, I'm really gonna, yeah, you because know, not every day. I mean, the other day, uh, Wincy, you remember Wincy, Sierra, Judge Trump's boyfriend Ooh, i don't he, think they, so they lived out here they lived out here friends friends from chicago when we came out here we kind of hooked up with them we had a lot of fun well they moved back to chicago but he still does sort of like conventions and events that that's the thing he does yeah. you know and yeah. and so he was in town and uh so dana and i went and met him over at red rock uh casino mm -hmm. and you know he, he said he was going to get a cabana but we were the only two that showed up so we just ended up hanging out and drinking at the pool and uh, you Fine. know, and then went and had dinner. Yeah, you know, it was like, all right. So I, I, but I planned. All right, I'm not going to do any work today. You know, mm -hmm. but yeah. then yeah. the day after, and then today, it was like, all right, I'm throwing down, and I'm going to get a lot of, I'm going to get a lot of writing done. I mean, this morning I just wrote, I, I just, I, I got up a little earlier than I normally do, and so I cranked out a, a litter day piece, which was yeah, maybe a thousand words. Yeah. Just was like, oh, I'm going to write about this. Boom, 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 boom. Here's some quick research. Took me about an hour and a half. Post, you know. And do, do you find the writing of this book challenging? Like, you know, they say, I say, uh, writing is hard. You know, like I, even the greatest writers will tell you writing is hard. And the trick is to just keep doing it. But has, has this book come easy to you? Have the, have the words poured out of your fingertips with ease? Or has there been, have you do a bit of, of ringing and pushing through sometimes. Oh, I'm, the, I, see, it's interesting you say it because I don't find writing hard. Um, I find writing well to be work, but that mm -hmm. doesn't, I mean, hard and work are two different things. And, and that's the thing is digging a ditch, tarring a roof, yeah. uh, pushing a car, those are hard. So oh, see, I wouldn't say, say those that, are hard. I would say those are work. Well, the, see, those are those are difficult to do. They're physically hard. Sitting down at a keyboard <sighs> and typing words is not hard. It might be frustrating. It might be uh, mentally taxing. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, at least once a day. Dana caught me today. Uh, at least once a day, I have I, my eyes start to get fucked up and I get dizzy because yeah. I've been staring. Right. Because I because I type. That's the thing is I'm typing on both my iPad and my desktop. Pretty much back and forth Why? all day long. What is, what is that about? Um, it just depends on what I'm writing, and it's it's sort of I like having the two screens, and and some things are easier to see. You know, it's like if I'm like if I'm working exclusively on the desktop, then I'll use the uh, the iPad for research or okay. my thesaurus or something like that. If okay. I flip back and forth, you know, it's just one of those things that just keeps it fresh. But one, once a day, every single day, my eyes do this thing where I'm like, I'm going to fall down because my eyes are fucked up. Yeah. And I have to get up and like do some push-ups or, yeah. you know, get my, get my dumbbells out and just, I just got to get away from the screen because my yeah. eyes are starting to fry. Um, but, uh, 
Yeah, I like this thing. There's nothing hard about this. I love it. I love it. I'm enjoying the book. Like I said, it can be frustrating. And sometimes I, I sit and I go, I don't believe in writer's block. Joe Jane's taught me not to believe in writer's block. There's mm-hmm. no such thing as writer's block. You just write. You just write, 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 write. Now, that doesn't mean what you're writing is going to be readable by anybody else. Right. But the right. it's just like anything else. The act of writing promotes the writing. And so that's, you know, like I said, 10,000 words, maybe I'd say, you know, I'll, I'll be generous with myself and I'll say maybe 2,500 of those 10,000 are worth reading. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yep. I wrote constantly yep. a lot, a lot, a lot. And I like doing that. It's fun. So uh, no, yeah, my the answer to that question is no, this is not hard for me. Um, it can be a little frustrating sometimes, but it's not hard. Just getting it over the line. Yeah, my my writing professor, my mentor in college, had the same rule or similar rule as Joe, was saying that there is no such thing as writer's block. If you can't write, it's because you have nothing to say. That was yeah. his. That was his version of there's no such thing as writer's block. Um, you you were working on a novel, if like a straight fiction novel, a few years ago, or it started to, or were in the well, I had, developmental I had the process idea that was, of that. I've, I've, I've never written fiction, but I had the idea that I wanted to write a fictional book, and I even had sort of like the idea of what I wanted to, like sort of like the the character type, the kind of the, the I didn't have an idea of what the story was going to be, but I kind of had an idea of how to start it. I feel like and we talked about this. Like you had like a... Yeah, I know we talked about it. You had your, it, and I, and your acts laid out to some Well, see, degree. now I do. Now okay. I do. I was watching, actually, I realized uh, you said uh, watch physical. Yeah. With Rose Byrne and yeah. that kind of, and while I was watching that, I stopped and I had to pause, and I wrote down exactly what was going to happen in the ten chapters and how that was going to be structured mm-hmm. of exactly the story. So pretty much the next book that I work on is going to be this this fiction book. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I'm doing to get kind of get into that Jones, kind of getting that thing we talked about. I think we talked about this. I don't know if we talked about it last week, but. Uh, I've been writing micro fiction because I don't write fiction. That's not right. been my, my right. jam. The reason I started writing is because I was writing plays and realized I was a shitty playwright. Yeah. So I I just started writing blogs and articles and essays, and then went, oh, I like this. It's good. Um, so now I'm going to get into fiction, and we'll see how that goes. Um, I know what pitfalls to avoid. I've got a. I think I've got a pretty strong idea. It's going to be dark. But what I've are been the, writing what are my- the pitfalls to avoid in fiction? Well, the pitfalls for me yeah, are yeah. the same pit are the same pitfalls that I had when I was a playwright. Every play I wrote was the same basic play, which was the main character was me, yeah. and every other character was there to argue with me and me to prove them wrong. That every play was basically like a slightly mentally defective. Uh, <laughs> slow learner version of George Bernard Shaw. Uh-huh. You know, because all of George Bernard Shaw's plays are here's me and here's everybody else and I'm going to tell you why you're full of shit and you're gonna argue you know, it's like Christopher Hitchens if he wrote right, yeah. plays. <laughs> except except if he had been like brain damaged with a hammer and then mm-hmm. could barely write. That was how I wrote plays. So my yeah. big thing is that the main character can't be trying to prove a point. You know, my I write mm-hmm. so many opinion you know, opinion essays and have such strong opinions about so many things that 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 I have to avoid that. So what I've been doing is uh I t- did you read uh, I don't know if you read uh Carpe just yeah. 400 I- Oh yeah, yeah, Carpe- yeah. 
yeah, that I put on there. I'm yeah. working on a piece now called uh, Fair is Fair, which is a 400 piece of fiction, word fiction. It's about a 72 year old priest who's been defrocked because he was a pedophile, has decided, well, if I'm a pedophile, I might as well keep fucking boys. Fair's fair. Yeah. And that's that. I've got a piece that I'm working on, another like short <laughs> fiction about a guy that can't get off unless his, his neighbors upstairs are fighting. <laughs> so, so he has to figure out how to get them to fight when he's horny. And oh so <laughs> I'm writing that piece. And so it's sort of like uh, I'm kind of going in a, 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 a Chuck P kind of angle. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, but I'm do that's my warm up. So like I'm I'm finishing up on the second draft. I'll work on the third draft. So that's sort of like the serious work, and then I keep writing essays for uh, Litter Ape when I get the the Jones when I have a, a thing. Oh, I want to write about this, and then uh, and then when I'm I'm sort of like all right, I got some time. Let me let me smack out a 400 word. I got the idea of the 400 word fiction because uh, I got this. It was like a contest. It was like you know. Microfiction, four hundred yeah. words or less, and I thought, hey, I'll do that contest. And then I got bored with the idea of the contest, but I really liked the idea of like writing these incredibly short pieces of how do you tell a whole story? Yeah, in four hundred words. And what I also realized is that I'm not, I don't want to tell a whole story. I want to tell. I want to get you to the point where you know what's going to happen, but I don't tell you what's happening. And yeah. that's been fun, you know. Okay. So I'm having, you know, it's like, it's just, I'm just, I'm just having some time to be creative and having a lot of fun. And given that at this point it's hell or high water, I mean, it's, it's right and get paid to write or starve to death. Uh, yeah. I gotta, I gotta, you know, gotta practice that craft every fucking minute every day. How worried are you about, so you, let me rephrase that. Have you, have you ever been worried about the perfection of of your work that like if you spent the whole day and you churned out 2,500 or 25,000 words let's just say you have some sure. fucking insane day the yeah. coffee's hitting you just right like the tobacco's like everything's just working the chemistry is perfect and you bang out 25,000 words and you go back and you read it like the next day fresh eyes and it's it's insanity it's rubbish all it's of it shit. is trash oh yeah do you or maybe there's like three good sentences you know that might even aren't even well, good for that particular story, but like lead I, you to something else. Do you like? Well, that was a fucking waste. This thing, no, and this is that. I, I absolutely, I, I can't stand the concept. I've never been a perfectionist, yeah. and I'm interested to see where you sit on this. I think I have an idea of where you sit on this, but uh, but I've never been a perfectionist. In fact, I've always kind of had the uh, the Babe Ruth sort of approach, which is every ball you swing like you're going to hit a fucking home run. And what, I mean, everybody kind of knows is, you know, for a long time, Babe Ruth was the home cu- home run king of baseball, but he was also the strikeout king. Yeah. You know, and that was the thing. He swung every time. I remember when I was a trumpet player in college, and uh, there was Stan Barnhill was the first trumpet at University of Arkansas. I was second trumpet. And we both loved to hit the high notes. Mm-hmm. We both loved to just hit those screechy fucking blow your horn, float above the whole goddamn uh, jazz band or marching band and just... You know, yeah, just yeah. big balls, right? Yeah. Well, one of, one big, of the things Big balls was, in, in marching band, st- yeah, definitely. Stan, Stan, the well, biggest Stan balls a, on the field come from the marching band, guys. Stan, yeah. Well, we were, we, you know, but it was marching band, it was pep band, it was jazz band. It was oh, all yeah, the band, all the right? better. Even bigger but balls. But anyway, yeah. Stan was a perfectionist, and he would only attempt a high note if he knew he could hit it. Mm-hmm. So the, thus, he always hit the notes he shot for, but he only hit, like, a third of the notes I did. 
But I tried every fucking time. I every chance there was to, to hit a fucking screech note, I would go for it. And I would miss as many times. I'd flake that shit as often as I hit him, but I hit a lot of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. that. And so, uh, you know, I was uh, a friend of mine was asking me about uh, how much I'd written for the ape. He was like, "God damn, you write. You've been writing. You just write so fucking much." Yeah. There, I probably got. I, I I don't remember it the last time I counted, but I've got well over a thousand articles I've written for Littered Ape over the last what. Four, six years. Five years. Five, six five, years, five, five yeah. years. 2016. So yeah, it'll five, be five years because it was right before Katie and, and I, I got writing, married. Yeah. Yeah. And I was writing, I was writing for almost 10 years before that. So I've been doing this for, the way I do it for about 15 years. But I can look at those thousand and I can guarantee you that out of a thousand, there are only 10 of them that I read and go, motherfucker, I wish I'd written that. Oh, I oh, did. I did. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and the rest of them are like, ah, and then some of them are like, ah, fuck, that sucks. But I refuse to to like delete it because yeah. now I put it out there; it's going to stay, even when, if, if it's an opinion that's wrong or if it's just badly written. Or, you know, I try to fix the typos if I catch them. Yeah, that is. If there's anything toward perfection, I'm not perfectionist, but I'm definitely getting. And this has come from you, and it comes from Dana mm -hmm. more than anything else. Is yeah. I'm I'm increasingly embarrassed by typos <laughs> because they're so fucking easy to fix. You know what yeah. I mean? It just you just gotta fucking sit down and read your shit and, and fix your typos. And I'm not used to doing that. But yeah, I'm not perfectionist, but and I'm fine with like I said, ten thousand words a day. If twenty five hundred words, if fucking a hundred words are fucking great and the rest of it's just shit, it didn't cost me anything. Right. So so what do you how, where do you stand on that question? <clears throat> Yeah, I I'm not sure. I, I I exist somewhere in the middle. Um, I know that I have not been writing a lot, barely at all, lately. I have a thousand ideas. I've got stories half scripted out. I've got. I mean, it's the post-it note wall is covered in ideas. My notebook's covered in ideas, and I've got all these beginnings, and I've got middles, and I've got ends. And, you know, sometimes, like, on my, my, my runs, you know, I'll spend those three, four miles crafting the story in my head. But by the time I get home to sit down and write it down, I'm like, ah, oh, crap, I, can't, I don't have time to do it. Uh, I could just bang out quick 15 minutes and get what I can get. Uh, but if I can't get it all done, and then I just start to panic and I get in my head about... You get into the anxious thing, yeah. The, well, the Dana process of it, which is stupid. I should just write the 15 minutes that you just can. Just write the 15 minutes. Yeah, just write the fucking... Yeah. If you get three sentences out, at least it will spur you. But it was funny. Yeah. Danny asked me today. She said, you think David's... A, she's like, David needs to write another book. I said, David's never writing another book. I <laughs> and, and she went, well, don't say that. Why do you say that? I said, the thing is, eventually he'll work. But right now he's working for August Wilson and or Jackson, <laughs> whatever it is. Sure. And... And and that takes out that takes a whole. I mean, you know, you're pulling in good cash, and you get a wife and a kid, and you just bought a fucking house. So, that's paying the big. That's paying freight. And and I know, yeah. unlike my copywriting job, which requires like maybe a half percent of a brain cell to do, mm -hmm. August Wilson takes you, uh, you know, like ten percent of your brain to do creatively. And so you're too busy. And, and the way you just described it, it's like, I've got an idea, but no, I don't have time. That's why, that's why another book isn't coming out of you right now. Exactly, and yeah. The thing that's about exactly it is, right. Yeah. At well, some point, it, you know, it's less, it's you're going to be an old motherfucker like me, and you will have nothing left to do but just sit down and fucking write, and then that's what you'll do. Well, that's what I hope. Um, 
Unless you spend all your goddamn time sitting on a fucking sailboat wearing a fur coat and diamonds, you rich cunt. Well, I wouldn't wear diamonds. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but definitely it. nothing goes better with s- sailboats than a, than a full-length raccoon coat. That's for sure. Um, I've, I can see you on, you know, yeah, with, a, with, a little, with a little, like, uh, college pennant. <laughs> you know? And, and, you know, and, and a little boater. Like, you sure. got, you're, wearing yep. a, you're wearing a boater. You're like a, you're like a college, you're like a frat guy from 1932. Yeah. You're, oh, God. You're like the great Gatsby's oh, retarded God. brother. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Can I come to the party? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, David, no, you just crashed the boat into the... Oh, you idiot. Um, Daisy, da- Daisy doesn't like you since you accidentally grabbed her boob. <laughs> Get out of here. I thought it was a shrimp cocktail. <laughs> um, clearly, that character has never seen a shrimp cocktail or a boob. That's or what, a boob. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I, think, I mean, yeah, there is... The, the August Wilson, I mean, there is that the creative sitting down and thinking process of structure. Cause I'm structuring stories. Like it is, it does tire out that muscle and that part of the brain. But I honestly think that, that the, the exhaustion, because when I have a moment to sit down and do it, like I just, I need to turn my brain off cause I am, I'm exhausted. I'm emotionally whooped from, from being a dad. Like, yeah. Well, the, you, I mean, the, like I said, you've got a lot of shit going on right now and, and, and that's that's completely legit. Um, it, it, I, I think it'll lighten up when Harry gets a little bit older and is a little, a little more self sufficient and not you know and I don't want to blame my kid for my you know that's that's I know that's what it sounds like I'm doing and I'm, I'll sure as hell joke about that but that's not yeah. really because if like if the fire under my ass could get a little bit if I could get it a little bit hotter I would be able to do it I would have that book done because I've got two books yeah I know well three books right now that I've got oh, cooking. One okay. is I just need to finish up um, my six-year-old therapist, which was that play that first brought us together from the Fine Print yeah, Theater yeah. Um, that I've novelized. I just need to, like, I think I have to finish. Th- I've got the whole outline. It's, it's done. I just need to put it in narrative literary yeah. form, yeah. do an edit, send it out, you know, then go through the editing process. Um, then I've got a poetry book I want to shit out. and That'll that- be a literate press. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that yeah, one. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one is tricky because I feel like it's so emotionally charged and connected to nostalgia that I I need to write it in those magic moments because otherwise I don't give a shit. Like it, like it yeah. has to strike. Then I need to sit down and scribble it out right then because I yeah, can't well, my, force it. That, that's that's, well, that's, see, that's the, the thing is my latest. Be. I want it to be my latest book the, attached to the nostalgia. Yeah, my latest book that's uh, on on Amazon uh, is more more Spock, less Kirk. Mm-hmm. That that literally was just a compilation of essays of like I kind of hit a point where I went, all right, if I'm going to write essays, I'm not going to write 800 word essays. I'm going to try to go. I'm not going to go full full David Foster Wallace where they're like 4,000, 8,000 word essays. You but do I'm a Chuck going, Klosterman. I'm Somewhere just in gonna, the middle. I'm just going to write and I'm going to write and if I go off on a tangent, I'll bring it back and I'm just going to write about things that I think are... And one of the things that I did was I, I bought several essay books uh, from writers here in Vegas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I want to know those writers because those are the writers I'm supposed to be kind of networking with, although I'm shitty at networking. Um... And I read them, and I was like, all right, so what are they writing about? Mm-hmm. All right, so what can I write about? And so over the course of, like, uh, I want to say, like, six months, I wrote, 
a number of essays for Literate Ape that were in this vein. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, I went, okay, um, you know, that's a book. Yep. You know, because it, it's all it's all basically this try to be more rational. I'm trying to look at the world from a less impulsive, angry place. I'm trying to look from that Spock kind of thing. And that sort of works. And so I put that together, and then I, I put it out in uh, in an Amazon book. And, you know, yeah. I don't know if anybody's yeah. going to fucking buy it, but but it's out there, you know, and I'm happy about it. So yeah. and, I have a co- and I actually have a copy of it. Where's my copy of it? Dana may have gotten rid of it. I thought I had a house copy. Of whatever. <laughs> whatever. Fucking. I ordered an man. author's. I ordered an author's copy. I like it. You know. Well, I paid. I, I paid for the artwork. I did do that. Hope idiotic that I published yeah. in chapter forms on Literate. Chapter and I, forms. And li- I should just um, publish that through Literate Press. Yeah, just so, put it together then, as a book. And with, I mean, that hurt way I can, that, put, I can put it on my bookshelf and then act. Then put that well, fucker to bed because I want that story behind me. Yeah, it's, but that it's might Seth also Godin. kick my ass into gear because I've got another fiction yeah. book that I want to dig into that I've been thinking about for. I've actually got two. Yeah, this on is top the thing. of the and other fiction. Like I've, yeah. ah, David, yeah, it's so funny much. that you. It was funny that, that that you mentioned when we were talking about topics today, and and you mentioned that people have been asking you what it t- what's it take to write a book, and the mm-hmm. thing about it is. Um, if you read any Seth Godin at all, and I love mm. Seth Godin, yeah, uh, sort of the drum he likes to beat on is that we're in an age where there is absolutely no barrier to you publishing your own shit. Now, if you no. want to have the weight of an of a publishing house that's going to promote your book, um, that's different, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a different thing. But there is no barrier. I mean, like I said, I wrote. I want to say I don't even know how many fucking essays. Fifteen essays. Yeah. that I really liked. I sat down, went through all the essays I'd written, and I said, okay, I'm going to put it together. I formatted it. I, I proofread it so that it was clean. Um, I, I, I hired a, a kid to do some artwork for it. You know, paid him 50 bucks to, to do the artwork, so I had uh, that. Mm-hmm. I told him what I wanted. He sent it to me. It was great. Yep. And then, I, and then I fucking published it. And there's no barrier. So because there's no barrier, there's simply no excuse for not doing it. Uh, well, I mean, there's there's plenty of excuses for not doing the work. Um, well, but, there's plenty of excuses, but but the, the not one legit. the one excuse should be, well, I don't know if I could ever sell the book or find a pub. No, fuck that. You Just do it yourself. I can put it I, out I take, there, man. I take the same approach as, you know, the the DIY punk punk scene or your garage bands. Just that DIY, the music. You know, the the yeah. bands would do this garage Get bands, it out punk there. bands. Do it yourself. Put the shit out there. Sell it out of the back of your car. Find book your shitty shows in the back of coffee houses and sell your own merch. And that's hopefully that's how it grows. I'm I mean, have you ever been in a used bookstore? You ever been at a yeah. used bookstore? There are a billion fucking books that no one has heard of that right. got actually published, put in hardcover, and now sit in used bookstores everywhere for my wife to randomly find, right. read, and then put in a book box. And that's okay. That's how many words are written. That's the best part about it is that that, that there is you're just you're just throwing a, a glass of water in the ocean. So if you're writing a book so that you will be famous, or mm-hmm. wealthy, or get a screen deal, or be the next Stephen King, it's like you're then, then you're doing it for all the fucking wrong reasons. Yeah. If that if yeah. you know I mean it's like it's like I don't know if I can make a living as a writer but I right now I am making a living as a writer so I think yeah. I can sustain this you know and if this thing this this one copywriting job doesn't work out there's a fucking million copywriting yeah. jobs out there 
um, you know, we live in, and I and I'm I'm just savvy enough that, uh, and it gives me the time to actually write. So write, the fuck, man. Yeah, it's, and I, I keep telling myself this, like just just write, get past your exhaustion, get past your bullshit. Ugh, ugh. I annoy myself with it. Well, Dan- Dana's correct. I need to write another book. I need to get off my ass or light that well, fire. But before, before you write another book, and, and this is my challenge for you, is because I know how you approach the littered ape stuff. And this is why I, I was curious to find out where you sit on perfection, is that you won't put anything up on littered ape unless it's a full-blown fucking piece. You've yeah. never, I don't think there's a single piece you've written for littered ape in five years that is less than a thousand words. And right, yeah, you know, and and it's like when I when I get caught in the oh what the fuck am I, other than like uh, post-it notes which you know the, yeah. those are that's or like that's other micro like pithy, anyway. just pithy short that are supposed to yeah. be short but, punchy things yeah but the thing about it is like yeah. if I if I hit the wall where like I can't think of anything to write for literate ape I I take all, all the barriers off and if it's a five sentence fucking thing as long as it's a complete thought and says and has yeah. some some sort of point of view I'll fucking put it up. It's my, you know, I pay for the goddamn thing. It's my, uh, I mean, that's the thing is like, you know, I, you know, it's like I pay for the website, so I might as well use it. And, you know, I try not to make it as navel gazy as it used to be. You know, when it was the angry white guy in Chicago, it was sort of like, here's what's pissing me off today. And I got a thing. And you know what happened to me at the store? And, you know, I don't need that shit. Well, that's. So I try to make it a little more interesting. But if I'm going to write a 400 word piece of fiction, fuck it. I can put, there's no limit. So let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. as far as like the essays go for Littered Ape, I, I get hung up on the... I don't want it to be too navel-gazy because I could write navel-gazy shit about fatherhood and married le- domestication. I guess, why not? But who cares? That's what I'm stuck on is who cares? Dude, dude I... You know, I kind of hit my the experience point. is so not I, unique to I, anyone else's. I, well, the thing is, I know what, I know what our readership is. And that's the question that I've had. I've had those moments where I've asked myself, who gives a fuck what I have to say? Nobody reads it anyway. Do I give it? <laughs> who gives a shit? What am I wasting my time for? And then I go, or quit being a bitch and just write. Yeah. You know, uh, because I mean, yeah. you know, it's like Bukowski, nobody was, nobody fucking gave a shit about Bukowski until yeah. somebody did. Yeah. And then he became Bukowski. I'm not thinking I'm going to be Bukowski, but he might you know, be. It's, well, it, but that thing is, it doesn't matter if I am yeah. because that isn't up to me. Yeah. Whether or not I'm discovered or somebody reads my shit and thinks it's brilliant, or if it, they read it and it changes their life, that has absolutely nothing to do with me. Yeah. You know what? It I'm also creating be- something and I'm putting it out in the world, and if it affects or generates any kind of revenue, that is up to the people who read it. It is theirs to decide. Yeah. And so, but I don't get to. I don't get to have that opportunity if I don't write it and yeah. put it out in the world. I think another part of my my stumbling block. I won't call it writer's block, as we discuss. It doesn't exist because I, I have that that because exist. I have things to say. So the Ursfeld thing, like doesn't work for me because I do have things to say so I'm more in the Joe Jane's part is that I'm just not fucking doing it yeah and that's the yeah. problem but I think and I this gets close to perfection because I don't strive for perfection because it doesn't exist perfection is yeah. is um, it's a perception it's an individual perception so it, fuck it like it's just it's impossible it's dumb but it gets this runs close to it in that I feel like I've lost my voice 
and we've talked about this too. This is another essay that I want to write for Littered Ape that I need to just so start. And if yeah. it's if it's if it's seriously just three sentences that begins it, and then the next entry is you know there's the rest of the thought or whatever, which is fine. But like there's, I don't the know thing what is, my voice free. is. I don't know you don't where have, you don't, where I belong. I don't know what where I'm supposed to be in the culture. What my stance is. Like I don't Who cares? know. Right. And maybe you know. Here's the thing. I might be able to figure that out by writing, by writing through it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, is I don't that know not how my... I've gotten through everything else in my life. I've, yeah, I I've figured out that, that as a 55-year-old white guy in this society, um, there's a good chance that when it comes to most pop culture, I'm completely obsolescent. I'm obsolete. I'm trash on the side of the road. Who gives a fuck? I don't care. If yeah. that was, if, if, what I, if, if the reason I'm writing is so that I can be culturally relevant... I'm writing for the wrong fucking yeah. reasons. You know, write what you want to write, write how you want to write it, write it the, you know, and 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 do that. Why why do I have fuck so often in my stories because I say fuck. That's my the best yeah. compliment I got from my mom cuz she she bought of course. Yeah. Uh, more Spock less Kirk and she said I love your writing and it reads I can hear your voice when mm-hmm. you're when I'm reading it, and I was it's like, "That's compliment. a great, yep. it's a great compliment yep. because I write the way I talk, and that it's yeah. like okay, you know, and, and that's a good thing, and I think for that matter, you do too. But yeah. I think if you're looking for your voice, write about fatherhood, write about you know the stuff that's like on your mind, mm-hmm. and who gives a f- again, who gives a shit? It's literate ape. It doesn't cost you a goddamn penny to put yeah. it up there. And you could put up six articles a day if you felt like it. Yeah. I mean, literally, you could write an essay one word at a time, <laughs> like one fucking yeah. word at a time and post it every five minutes. And there's no rules that say you can't do it. Take and that, I'd Twitter. Go, yeah, and I'd look at you and go, what the fuck are you doing? But it's fine. It's, that's, I'm getting our money's no worth, rules. buddy. Yeah. yeah, there's no rules. So, yeah, I think that's uh, Yeah, I, I mean, think I guess it's, hard. it's fine, like... Katie doesn't read my shit anyway. I can say whatever I want. She doesn't listen or read it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is, you know. And, and Harry and will pers- understand because I've already yeah. started talking to him about the artistic process of what we say on podcasts, what we write about. He, to- he totally gets it. He's cool. Yeah. Harry's cool. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is, is again, it's, it's one of those things where I am always thrilled uh, to find somebody that, like Brandon Bruce, you know, it's like he, mm-hmm. he hits me up. I haven't seen him in 15 years and he hits me because, no, I listen to the ape cast. Number one, my, I mean, maybe someone that's not so uh, such a big fucking idiot would go, oh, shit. Do you still like me? Um, but, <laughs> you know, um, but my thing is like, oh, fuck, someone listens. Yeah, I'm so excited. That's what a great thing. When somebody says, oh, I read that piece you wrote about this fucking random thing. I go. I, and I don't even care if they liked it. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even bother me if they think it's a piece of shit. They took the time and they read it. I feel like, well, I did a thing. You responded to it by utilizing it the way it's intended. Mm-hmm. And then you had an opinion about it. I don't care if you hated it or want to punch me in the face. Well, yeah. I, mean, I don't want to punch the face. But, you yeah. know, it's like, and I think that's one of the things is we get hung up on what other people are going to think. And yeah. that that is that's a debilitator. That's it where writers if writer's block yeah. happens, that's where writer block if anybody that says, Hey David, hey Don, how how do you what do you gotta do to write a book? Can you read a book? Yeah. 
then you can fucking write a book. So what do you do? You sit your ass down and write a fucking book. What's the big deal? What's the damage? Or get a standing desk and stand your ass up. But what if and it's not any book? good? What if it's not any good? Yeah. Then you wrote a shitty book. Who cares? You still wrote a book. That's yeah. okay. The next one maybe won't be so shitty. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. Speaking of reading books, if you want to write a book, I encourage you to read On Writing by Stephen King. Yes. Or, uh-huh. and, and or, The Things They Carried by Tim O'Brien. Where On Writing is more of a, here's how to do writing. It's kind of an instructional book with, with anecdotes. The Things They Carried is a novel teaching you about why we write and how to how to do that to answer the reasons and solve the questions that come from writers i way overcomplicated and, I'm, and, I, but and, I'm, yeah. and this isn't one of my this isn't one of my three things but i will add to it uh chuck polinick's uh consider this moments in my writing life after it which everything was different also a brilliant book on the process of writing and the cost of writing and tips for writing. It's really, mm-hmm. really good stuff. So yeah, yeah, and I love Stephen King on writing is, is yeah. it's like a fucking little little tiny Bible. It's like a little Bible. Do you know that in a weird way, I think Stephen King that 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 book specifically broke me for for Katie, for women. Uh, because <laughs> the story that he tells about when he was writing Carrie uh-huh. And he got however far away through, and he's like, this is shit. And he crumpled it up and chucked it in the trash can. And, like, the next day, his wife is going around the house just picking up trash, and she finds this crumpled up manuscript, half written, whatever it was. Yeah. And she reads through it, and she comes up to him, and she drops it back on his desk or in his lap, and is like, finish it. I want to know what happens. This is yeah. good. I've, I, I want a wife who, like, reads my shit and is like, this is fucking good, or... You need to work on this. You've got something like, that, like, is into See, it. You know, and, I, and I've got my, I've got that wife. She doesn't like everything I write, but she is. I mean, yeah. with, with the casino book, man, she every fucking page there were changes and suggestions yeah. and ideas, and I mean, she really did the work, and I thoroughly appreciate it in every way because it's a better book for her having done that, and that's so good. All right, my first thing is also. Um, and it's just because I think it's a good thing to know if you are looking to get published, and because I am, you know, looking to get published mm-hmm. uh, all the time, um, in The Writer, which is an online magazine, thewriter.org, um, there is a piece called Publishing from A to Z. And it's a, it's basically a glossary of terms that are sort of commonly used in the industry. Um, and it's nice to have that. You know, it's nice to, I, I, you know, it's not... That you you know you don't know you don't have to necessarily know what a galley is to be able to uh, write a book, but it's kind of nice to to know the lingo. So a galley is a kitchen on a boat. Exactly, that's yeah. exactly what it is, and very appropriate for the publishing world. And this is why Penguin and Random House keep knocking down my door because of a boat. All right. Uh, my next thing is a watch, as it has been for the last three weeks. Watch. Marvel's What If. Are you caught up? Have you seen the third episode oh, now? Of course I've okay. seen it, yes. Um, Hulk? That was the best. That was the, fucking, that was the best thing I ever saw. That Do was you know, awesome. First of all, that was 
I, my my jaw was on yeah. the floor. I, was I like, know. What I was like, what the hell? Fuck? And do yeah. you know what it reminded me of? Because once I got past the what the fuck was that, I started laughing really, really hard. Oh, because yeah. Because you, know you know what that was like? That was like in Big Trouble in Little China when Thunder at the end, when he That's blows exa- himself That is exactly up. what it is. He <laughs> blew himself up. Like little like yep. Chinese cabbage. <laughs> Yeah, flying across yes. the screen, he blows himself. Brilliant! Up. No, I loved. I, it was. I thought it was sad. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah. Uh, and I loved the conclusion. I'm not going to give that away, but I yeah. loved <coughs> who was killing them and why. Yeah, I thought that was cool. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree. What just, if oh, it's, God, it's going it's so in a direction that I'm I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, my second thing is also a watch. It is on Netflix. It is called The Chair. Starring Sandra Oh, and it is mm-hmm. uh, it is what I liked about it is it's 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 sort of a light satire. It's not like broad and in your face, but it's a light satire of where colleges are going. And what I really liked about it is that yes, it does have the woke moron students, but it also has Bob Balaban as the I've been teaching the same class with the same lectures for thirty years and I don't understand <laughs> and I don't understand why the students hate my guts. So there's a little bit of this going on. I mean it takes e- and Amanda Pete wrote it mm-hmm. and it takes equal aim it takes equal aim at the pretentiousness of both college professors and the administration and students who exist today to make everybody's life a pain in the ass. I did come to a revelation watching it, but uh, you'll have to wait until I'm finished with my I like to watch the chair because uh, I'm revealing. Because it, it really, all of a sudden, I understood something about college students today. <laughs> not that I not that I sit and worry about it, but it's not a woke thing. It's, it's a completely, I understand why they gravitate toward that secular religion in, in a way that I didn't before. Hmm. Okay. So I recommend, but I recommend the chair. Six episodes is very well worth your time. It's a lot of fun. And well done. Am- Amanda Pete created it as well. Yeah, she created it and wrote it. So she's, she's written plays. Yeah, she's she, she's doing it. She's she's out there. She is a successful actress who said, you know, I'd rather be writing. Yeah. And now she writes. She's Fucking doing, a. She's doing better than I am. Um, my no, third- she isn't. <laughs> My third thing to do... Well, Sandra Oh won't return any of my calls, but that's... There's a reason for that. I'll yeah, write, there is I'll a write about it. Um, my third thing is... You thought her it, boob was a, a, a I thought her boob was a shrimp cocktail. cocktail. Yeah, yeah. My third thing is a watch. <laughs> watch Big Trouble in Little China. Just because... Because Jack, I guarantee Jack you... You haven't seen it. Express. You haven't seen it lately enough. <laughs> it's, I've, I've seen it lately. I love it. It's one of the best movies ever made. It it's really just a, cl- it's, cl- it's classic camp cinema, and it's Kurt Russell in his very, very best. At his, ve- at his very best, yeah. As Jack Burton, the Pork Shop Express. That's just good. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that because I want you to read something. Because in a world where the news is constantly, uh, we talked about this last, like, oh, the news is so dire and all this shit. In Newsweek, this, oh God. This, in Newsweek, um, I want you to read the article Bridesmaid. Sue's bride after being kicked out of wedding for haircut. What? I and, and this is the thing that there there are two things that, that first of all that this is news in any context that a bridesmaid gets a haircut because she's got some health problems and her bride kicks her out of the wedding party because the haircut Jesus. doesn't match. But not only is 
is it amazing that that's news? I mean, in any context, <laughs> that that's news somewhere. But not just that it's news. It's news that made fucking Newsweek. Well, Newsweek has gone a little bit tabloid in the last a decade. A little bit? Yeah. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? A little bit? Newsweek I is just, tabloid. Holy shit, Newsweek man. is tabloid. I read that, and I was like, this is in Newsweek. I, I don't even know how to react to that. I just yeah, Newsweek I, is an interesting story. They went from being a a decently respected, I mean, right up there with Time Magazine, of you know weekly yeah, periodicals. Like they're a big and deal. When they started losing money during the digital revolution of publishing, ugh, they went. They made a soft turn into tabloid, and then hey, a couple years ago, they like they slammed the gas on that. And they're, but, I, uh, but I'm go. telling you, but es- Esquire, Esquire is again Esquire. Oh, I think is legit, but um, and this is for next week's. I believe well, it'll come this afternoon. I believe that when a credible news source includes a headline that promises, here are the reactions on Twitter, that news source has lost its credibility. Imagine an Esquire piece promising, here are the reactions of seven people living in refrigerator boxes somewhere near a park. And you can understand my point. It's like, who gives a fuck what they say on Twitter? Give me a break. That's been a thing since Twitter... Like since 2010. I know, but like, it's uncanny. The Today Show would do, and, it, and that's always well, bothered me. Well, the Today Show isn't news. Well, but right. it's not a. It's not. But news. it's like it's NBC News. I mean, we could argue, but I also have no faith in NBC News. One yeah. because of things like that. Two because of their Brian I'm Williams sorry, issue. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get Three, my news from a bunch of a bunch of happy, crappy people sitting in a, a, a studio making jokes at their own expense and interviewing celebrities on their books. I'm not gonna. That I'm not gonna go. Oh, here's where the hard-hitting factual journalisms have. Those people aren't journalists; they're TV stars, and that's okay. Ann Curry was a journalist, but well, Ann Curry got kicked off the was. show. Ann Curry <laughs> was a journalist. She got kicked off the show because we can't have journalists here. Uh, Past tense. Yeah, yeah. So if if the Today Show, if a booker from the Today Show called you and wanted to talk about your book, Casino at the End of the World, and have you on, would you go? Yeah, I'm not a fucking journalist. Okay. I wrote a fucking book. I don't okay. give a shit. Yeah, I'm. I'm not that pretentious as to assume I'm a fucking journalist. If well, no, I was, if it's a shit show, would you? But would you? It, you I didn't you, say you it was a shit show. I didn't say it was a shit show. I said it's not journalism. It's not news. It's a TV yeah, okay, show. Yeah, okay. All right. It's no different. Right. It's no different than if they called me up and said, "Hey, um, you know, we don't want you to be a contestant, but would you? Would you come on to?" Love Island and promote your book? Sure, I don't give a shit. Yeah, okay. If Cable Access said, you want to come on, we get got a show about gerbils and how you can put your <laughs> pinkies in their assholes, would you come on and talk about your book? Yeah, okay. Fire out, yeah. Sure, yeah. Uh, I, I, can, I, can, I can formulate an opinion about gerbils' assholes. I, I mean... Well, I tell you what, since you're open to, to do the media blitz, when the book is published, I will book you on the Literate Apecast to talk about and promote your book. I'm that is my that, that is my promise to you. Oh, I'm not no? doing that. I have I have some fucking standards, dude. That's fair, I guess. All right. Well, the offer stands. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to two white guys holding court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. 
You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>